Star Trek Picard season three finale, strange new world trailer, section 31. That's a list of things I know nothing about, but it's what our team will be talking about today in Breaking Geek Radio. Hello and welcome to Breaking Geek Radio, the podcast, the premier flagship and international podcast of LRM Online. I'm your host, Brandon Jones, and with me this week, we beamed up the entire Ladtastic Four to discuss all of those things. Who's excited? Who's excited to talk about Picard? Yes, Star Trek generally. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Me. Good. Nick is so excited he's slapping his mic. So I was trying to do live long and prosper. And that is and not I a messed euphemism. Messed up the F guard. <laughs> or the pfft guard. Or maybe it is. It could be a euphemism. Or is it? So yeah. we're going to start with season three of Picard, The Last Generation. This is the last episode in the last Picard series, season three, wrapping it up. Uh, we're going to do our quick reactions to this episode uh, that wraps up so much of the Picard story. Um, and I'm curious what you guys think. So we will start with who wants to go first? I'm just curious. I'll go Gamma. first. I have a question, actually. The question <laughs> I have for you, Jonesy. Ooh, let's do well, it. Because I, I like, because I've been watching this whole journey come through, and I remember. Prior to the release of season three, you were you were pretty down. You were like a downer Debbie, like, uh, start Star Trek Picard, it's not gonna get me again. It's not gonna get me again. They're not gonna trick me into thinking this could be meaningful. So I'm actually most intrigued about your perspective on <laughs> the season as a whole and the finale and how it all wraps up. All did right. it did it betray you again? Good I'm question. First then. Did it betray me? No. Um, I would say that this season as a whole is easily the best of the three. Keep in mind, that is an incredibly low bar. Uh, the analogy that I've been using for this show generally is that the, the nostalgia is the, the chocolate or the sprinkles or whatever, the, the frosting on top of a cupcake. And the story is like the rest of the cupcake. So you eat that good sugary bit at the top and then you bend the rest. That's generally what this show has been. Um, this season, they were able to actually not only have really good nostalgia bits, but have a decent story to go along with it. Um, I did not feel betrayed at all. Um, I still, even at the end of 10 episodes, I don't like Jack. So Jack is Picard's son that they introduced this season. Um, I hate him, and I figured out he's why it took me. He's that's it exactly. So <laughs> I hate him because not only is he a like he's that perfectly encapsulates it. He's a fucking nepo baby, and I hate him because of that. And so what they wanted to give us was Damian Wayne. What they gave us was fucking Mutt Jones, and I, I wish I could show you my notes because that's exactly what I wrote. <laughs> right here um and and nothing changed for me they didn't they never moved the needle uh throughout the course of these 10 episodes but what they did do was give me a very satisfying finale for like 30 plus years of story because they wrapped up the story of the next generation's uh journey in the course of this episode we can talk about a little bit more about what that could possibly mean for the future going forward um, but I would give this a solid B. I think it is a must watch for anyone who grew up watching the Next Generation show. 
um, with some caveats, mostly about Jack. So the ending, so as someone who you're what I would call an ending whore, basically endies, endings can make or break a show for you. So given what you, how you felt, you think that the way it wrapped up, as you said, made the whole series a must watch for fans of the show and the next generation? No? No. I think that you could easily watch only this season of Picard and be mm. absolutely 100% fine and not really Good missing anything. Not only could you do that, um, they even invalidated so much of season two without any explanation. Um, there were elements okay. that relate to the Borg from season two, gone, like inexplicably gone. Uh, elements related to Q, gone. And so you or never undone. have to worry about <laughs> Yeah, just gone. Um, you don't have to worry about those things. So I... I don't think that anyone has to watch the first season. Like he even has a relationship at the end of season two, at the beginning of season three, that by the end of the season, you're like, where is this character? And there's just no mention, no discussion, no nothing. And so it's really weird. They very much did like a um, last Jedi rise of Skywalker. Yep. To rise of Skywalker. And it's just like, man, these things we don't like, they don't matter. Um, relationships that were that existed kind of like don't really exist anymore. Um, it's it's very weird when you take a step back and look at the show as a whole. And so for that reason, I think it's much better if you just go and, and stick to this season. Um, but this ending, this last episode was very satisfying just watching that core cast. Um, and seeing their journey. So Danny, you're somebody who I, I know you're a fan of Star Trek, but you really, you haven't, you haven't had the, the, the Picard weekly update with Nick. Yeah. Ha- I haven't really heard much in, at all with regards to your thoughts on the first two seasons. So how did, what did you think of the first two seasons and how did you go oh, out of season three? <laughs> like yeah, Jones, 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 knows how I feel about most of it. Um, you know what? Just, I really enjoyed season three. I, I don't think I agree that the story was good, but what I do feel about this season was that the the story was simple and that's what made it uh, a much better uh, show in its entirety. They, It seemed to me, guys, that as the show was going on, they realised that what they had was, was a perfect opportunity to showcase the next generation cast, give it all that nostalgia, keep the story simple and actually make it a real solid ending and a real good conclusion to the next generation saga. Whereas the start of the season, and obviously I don't know if this is how it actually ran with those unmentioned parts of season one and two, particularly that relationship that Jonesy was talking about that Picard has, it kind of like, Oh we, shit, we, we don't actually need that. And, and we don't need that. But what about what this happened yet? Yeah, forget about that. Just stick to this, stick to the new plan. The new plan is give the original cast a really good send-off because that's what we're enjoying writing and I think that's what the viewer's going to enjoy watching. And I really did. I have to agree with Jonesy. It's a B season 100%. You don't have to watch seasons one and two. I don't think you should watch seasons one and two because they're a little bit shit. Um, This is definitely the best season of them. I'd put this one as the best, season one as the second best, and season two as the lowest of the pile. But seriously, just watch this season. If you're a Star Trek fan and you weren't sure about this, watch this season. I find it found it very satisfying. Great end to the show. 
I really do hope it's it though. Oh really? All right, Nick. Okay. It's a. Uh, it's up to you. You're down to you. I have not heard you say a single negative thing about seasons one, seasons two, or season three of Picard. So how did it stick the landing for you? That's not true. I I said no. I said I haven't heard. I said I haven't oh, heard. Okay. Any I, I enjoyed things. all of them. Unlike these guys, I didn't. Say, I wouldn't say the first two are good, but I'd say I enjoyed all of them. This one. Felt like an entirely different show. It was so good. And I actually can't believe it was the same showrunner last season because that one really did just go off a ledge. Um, I found this, as someone who's only seen some Next Gen and then watched a lot more Next Gen while watching this because I, I anticipated each week's episode more than even The Last of Us or something. I was like, oh God, what happens next week? Oh God, what happens next week? Um, it just felt epic on a level that even higher than any other TV series has been in level of like cinematic or epic with like, it felt like this is what the next gen movie should have been um, where it balances the characters better. Just the last two episodes together work as like a super Trek movie with, you know, high stakes and like flashy action scenes. And like, I don't know. And it just actually, even the, someone who hasn't seen all of next gen, it felt really cool. They got all the, Really, all the bridge back together. And even my roommate commented, he's like, God, they're lucky they're all still alive. Like, no one even died of, like, a car accident or before they were old or something. Because, like, even especially watching the finale, I was like, ah. I mean, I know they had the movies, but I wish they could have done this with the original series and actually had, like, a good send-off to the original series in a form like this. Um, What do you mean? Yeah. Well, I mean, like when you say the original uh, series, do you mean the Kirk's show or the yeah? That's what I mean. TOS series? Kirk show, like they never like they, they had movies they for that, but never felt like there was a good send off. Just like just like Nemesis was not a good send off for Next Gen. This I was would argue better. that the Undiscovered Country was the send off for that crew. Was that the one where Kirk died again? No, no, that was Generations. Generations. Okay. So the first of the next generation films. Yeah. But yeah. 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 I enjoyed it. Yeah. That checks out. That checks out. That was really good. Um, (laughs) It even got me to watch another show from the same producer. I mean, from the same showrunner, 12 monkeys. And I look forward to what it sets up at the end without spoiling anything. It's a good trek. Not Strange New World's good, but better than anything I've seen from Discovery, in my opinion. I would take this over Strange New Worlds, like this specific season. I was this would be really. Your... I was yeah, close. I... I was close, but so you've got to factor in my dislike of children, right? So there's that, and then <laughs> um... says the father of two. <laughs> I love my children. Fuck everybody else's like <laughs> I'm with I'm with Jonesy on this hundred hundred percent. Yeah. Watching you kids, love like I love my unless... children. Fuck everyone else's oh, children. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, especially like why my, my kid. My I kid. Part I have of it one. is kids are written by adults, and so they are written, I think, even more annoying than They're they are in plot real devices. life. Yeah. Spoilers. And it's just like fuck, man. And so I, because there were no kids in this except Jack, who did all of the same things that children do, like that's part of the reason why I hated him, right? Um, I was I was more into this than something like Stranger Things, and you cannot oh, no, Strange you can't New World nostalgia. 
Oh, I thought you said comparing it to other track. I'm sorry, I thought you said World. Stranger Things. Oh, oh so you said bad. you would take this over Stranger Things, not Strange New Worlds? That's what Jones oh, yeah, said. No. Yeah, no, no. Not not Strange New Worlds, no. Oh, I was surprised we when were you a little said less that. shocked. Yeah, we're yeah, yeah I'm sorry. I miss I misheard Nick. No. Gotcha. Even so if I did say it wrong. Strange New Worlds we're talking Star Trek. Last... You prefer Strange yeah. New Worlds over this season of Star Trek? Yeah, 100%. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. That clarifies everything, though. I, I still don't understand <laughs> I the comparison like, to Stranger who Things. Who are the but kids? We'll on... it from here. I thought I was like, so, who are the kids? So, I thought Stranger Things. I was like, Oh, sure I like going. I'll go with it. What's wrong with you, it's, Jonesy? Now, actually, I don't. I have a different problem with you now. <laughs> oh my! Oh my God! How are you I so confused here, Jammer? Jonesy confused. He said it. He no, said no. Strange New Worlds. You're confusing people now on purpose, aren't you? <laughs> no, terrorist. No, I'm not confusing anyone right now. I know Social we're on the same terrorist. page. I'm just saying I disagree with his Stranger Things assessment. That's all I'm saying. Okay. We, we've we've moved, for... moved on from Strange New Worlds, Kyle. Moved on. <laughs> Anyways, does anyone have We're anything else they have to say about Picard before I guess we can move on to the news items of the day? Oh, well, I've got lots we... of things to say. You got lots of things? All right, go for it. I got... tell, tell me So things. it's only a couple of things real quick. Um, So Nick mentioned it, and so we're going to jump in the spoilers. Actually, Danny, you gave it a letter grade. No, oh, I didn't. What's your letter grade? Uh, A. Okay. Um. Shocking no one. I think Nick mentioned, you know, what we he he wanted to see what they set up at the end. Uh, and Danny, you didn't, you weren't looking forward to it. And I've got some thoughts on this because it, it feeds into my Nepo baby feelings about Jack. So my biggest problem with this um season as a whole, and this ending especially. So I'm gonna try and set this up as quickly as possible. Because it doesn't make any sense. I don't I don't know if I said the story was good. Maybe I, I spoke well of it as compared to the first two seasons. But there were things that happened in this episode that just didn't make any sense. Like the Borg Queen letting them on board this ship and then freaking out that they were able to stop her. It came off very Bond villain-esque where she's like, I need you to see me have my final victory. And the only reason that happened uh, was because this was Card's son. So she needed him to come on or the the Borg, the transwarp cube. And she was like, hey, this is our son. This is our child. Um, and so that didn't make any sense. She was kind of impotent to stop them once they decided that the power of love um, could stop them. So Jack, who's been mostly standoffish with Picard throughout the course of the season, hears his father's love for him um, and decides that he is going to throw off the robes of becoming. They didn't even give him a name, did they? They didn't give him a cool Borg name. Vox. Um, was It was Vox? Was yeah. that his Borg name? Yeah, she says it at the end of the second episode, and it's the name of the se uh, second to last episode. It's the name of the second to last episode. Okay. Or Vor, whatever the name of the episode is. Vox. <laughs> voice. I think it's Vox. Voice. Yeah. 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 Vox is it means um, voice in Latin. So uh, that was my problem with, you know, a lot of that setup for that. But what we get at the very end is a time jump a year ahead into the future because we're able to save everyone. We're able to kind of wrap everything up in a happy ending. Um, 
Jack, who it's funny, they, they said he's like 20 something. If he's 20, I'm 15. Right, because he was like the oldest fucking twenty something year old I've ever seen. Oh yeah, he's yeah, he's like an eight. He's it's like watching the, the movie The Breakfast Club or something all over again. Yeah. No, isn't that more like thirty? Um, because he's after. Oh, no, they said he was like twenty something years old, and oh, I really? can look it up. But they mentioned uh, his age, and I was just like, no, not in a million fucking years. Um, yeah, so they time jump forty years. Basically, Danny playing him, right? <laughs> So he's he's in Starfleet now. He he's a he's an incident Starfleet, and they rechristened the Titan the Enterprise G, which is again very confusing to me because the F is still right there. Um, it didn't get destroyed. Nothing happened to it, and I feel like they only did that because Picard's son should serve on the Enterprise, which whatever. Um, and I don't think that that makes sense for Seven of Nine. That's not her story, right? She's the captain of the ship. It doesn't make sense that she would captain the Enterprise. Um, I actually would have enjoyed it if she captained either a Voyager-type ship or um, a Titan, even. But my question about all of that, to all of that to say, um, the setup at the end is Jack, Rafi, Seven, and at least one of Jordy's daughters on this ship mm-hmm. – um, and so, Danny, you said you weren't excited to see what they set up. And is that no. what you were talking about? And tell me why. Yeah, I, I, yeah, well, I'm not excited to see that. But I think, again, because because we've been so burned with, with a lot of the writing in definitely the first two seasons and then this third one. So it's not that I wouldn't be happy to see that particular crew in – um in some form in some shape or form it's just that i think that that was a perfect ending to this season and keep everything ambiguous and have a captain seven she's on an enterprise all those nice little well they're not nice little bows i'm just happy to leave that to my imagination and let people's imagination work on how that's going to work maybe the other enterprise was rechristened a different name maybe that was rechristened a, a different name to make this more make more sense I was happy to have all those not neat bows, but certainly bows put on it and to leave it done, to be done with it, especially because we have got Discovery and we have got Strange New Worlds. I'd I'd rather just see those characters now. I think it would undo the good work that they finally did with season three of Picard if we now had all those characters from Picard now going on their own adventures. That's my only concern, simply because we haven't had the best writing. That's all. That, That would be my only concern. Because I like those characters. And so here's Raffi. I like those characters. So here's the I only thing I would say coming. about that. So you said, you know, we've got the characters of Discovery going forward. Not anymore, right? This is the last season of Discovery coming up. This is also the last season of Picard that we've just seen. So they're about to lose two Star Trek shows. And it seems like previously, and this uh, this sucks because this would be a good segue into Section Thirty One. That was going to be a a series. Instead, we're getting a movie event. And so where before we announced, would have had. A, well, I did announce Starfleet Academy also. Sorry. Where before we would have had another series to fill one of those gaps. We've lost one. Um, so this naturally would have been a good show to fill that void. But. Okay. Yeah, that makes I must admit, in my I did not know that Discovery was the last one. I thought that was going to be a running forwards okay 
Well, then the opportunity is there. If it does, if it does happen, I just hope they take a little bit more care with the writing. That's all. That would that would be it because I do like those characters. Here was my yeah. thought on that. I kind of thought that the fact that they did not use Seven's catchphrase for what they were going to say when they started the ship was almost like we've set this thing up, and here, whoever is going to take it over, we're not going to burden you with this thing. We're going to give it to you to figure out whatever that's going to be, which I kind of think like, of like that was America. my headcanon. I even think of Captain America interestingly, who, I mean, in, instantly, who never said Avengers Assemble until uh, until the very the end. last film. Yeah, the very end of the last film where they cut, he's like Avengers and they cut him off. It felt like that. School. Well, it's yeah. interesting. Terry Metalis, or his name is spelled something similar to that, uh, who does is the showrunner on this. He's been campaigning long before this episode for a show called Star Trek Legacy to a point where the actors have brought it up. And that's one of the last lines Seven says is something about their legacy. So I wonder if that was already planned or Paramount's at least like biting a little bit already before they air the episode. Because then they also have a post credit scene, which sets up again, kind of basically undoes Picard season two, but sets up the return of Q again. There was only one good thing about that entire season, and it was John Delancey saying, you matter, right? Right before he died and all of this stuff. Like, I love that. And it's like, no, no, fuck that too. Which, you know, fine, I guess. But, man, um, I have one more question before we move on. And I would love if somebody can answer this for me. Have a good show, everybody. Bye, Jammer. Thanks for all your contributions. Last last question about this. Where did the where the fuck did the other board go? So we had Dr. Girardi set up at last season as the board queen. She was gonna take the other board. She's like, hey, we're we're gonna do this stuff. We're gonna and in this season they say, Yeah, we haven't seen Borg in 10 years. What? Yeah. Um, I don't know why the 10 years line that doesn't make any sense unless they were but the Terry, I'm just going to call him that now because I don't know how to pronounce his last name. The showrunner um, defends himself all the time on Twitter. He's actually really fun to follow, even if his logic isn't always sound. But he said, first of all, it's entirely different Borg. You know, Shaw references. He's like, I don't know about that bullshit with these other Borg. And then he's like, they're still off exactly where they were left off, defending that corner of the galaxy from whatever entity tried to come through at the end of season two. That was wouldn't his... you call them? What? Wouldn't you call them? Oh yeah, as soon as you knew that it was a yeah. Boy, you said that? Wouldn't you? Wouldn't yeah. you Captain Marvel like hit the button, hit the thing? I feel like it was too late by the time I knew it was Borg. But they have transwarp tunnels that they could come through space with incredibly fast, instantly. Almost. Yeah, that's a lot of it. Is literally recan like uncan. Yeah, it's very much Rise of Skywalker. Only it's better than the previous ones. Where it's like, that, yeah, let's that, pretend a lot of this never happened, including Q retiring. Hence yeah, hence my question on the Discord channel about canon and why why is it so difficult for these shows to to not maintain canon and why do they change it and ignore it and all that kind of stuff? And that was a genuine question. So if you are listening, did you, you see my answer? Channel, I did. Yeah, I, I don't know if you were referring to that particular that particular show or because I was thinking more in in general canon as a yeah. whole from beginning to end, not, not just one episode, not one just show. 
And you, you, you have some dig about my age or something, you asshole. What? <laughs> um, I think <laughs> most between Star Trek and Star Wars, these are and probably Doctor Who. I would say that those are the shows that are still going on right now that have the most canon. And so I think that that's the reason why that it's just it's just decades and decades of stuff where for them to try to stick to it is just too arduous. Which is crazy because my roommate was watching part of one with me and we watched Strange New Worlds. And he's like, why is this happening? I'm like, well, this guy used to be a robot, but he's not really a robot anymore. I'm just explaining all sorts of stuff. And he's like, God, this is so confusing and weird. And I was like, yeah, that's because they're trying to keep it felt like they tried to keep all the canon except for season one and two more than anything. He used to be a robot on Strange New Worlds. No, no, he, we watched Stranger Worlds together and then we were watching Picard. Oh, like, then you were watching Data Picard. was there and I'm like, well, he used to be a full robot, but like now he, and then. So I so guess just, my question should have been, I guess my question should have been a bit, uh, um, I understand when we have, when we change characters and stuff, I, I kind of don't mind that when we want to take a character in a new direction and to do that and to give the actor something to get their teeth into and to make it interesting, we might need to ignore some of the things they did in the past. But I don't think it's necessary or difficult to to stick to canon when it comes to how things work and how things um, run on a galaxy wide thing, not characters that live in that galaxy, but the rules of that universe. For example, the being able in Star Wars one was the tracking things in hyperspace and stuff. There was answers around that. Uh, or ramming spaceships into other things and things. There was a reason why that couldn't be done, and now there's a reason why it can be done. So it's those kind of canon things that I don't think have to get lost in the annals of time, Jonesy. I think if someone says lightsabers are made by this, then that is easy to stick to and not change. But characters I get, I I'm, I'm, I understand that, especially when it comes what to... What was the thing as it related to Star Trek? Well, that's the, I'm, as we're talking about, I wasn't expecting to talk about that so, particular thing. To, and I was trying to trying to think. Of I think the example from Discord was, uh, I think you guys were talking about Klingons and how they appear. Yes. Oh. Yeah. Um, I actually like that one. Well, that was something that triggered it. Sorry, Jones. That was what triggered the question for sure. I like the Klingon one specifically because we've gotten three different looks for Klingons. And so even the appearance between the original series and how they people want them to look now like the accepted appearance of them changed and there's this fantastic line in deep space nine when they go to the space station it's the triple episode that they redo see if you remember this one um where the deep space nine crew goes back and does that and i don't know if you remember they were like oh the klingons are here and chief o'brien looks at Worf, and they're like what where are the klingons are like they're over there and it's just like white dudes with the um like Ming the Ooh. Merciless, like yeah. with it. And so he says, he's like, those are Klingons? What happened? He goes, we don't talk about it. And that's it. That is the only <laughs> explanation you get for why it looks like that then and to wharf now. And so I, yeah. you know, it, I think it's a hilarious moment that stuck with me decades later. Yeah. I'm I okay. The episode for sure. Yeah. Depending on what production designer you have and who the writer is, just pick your version of the Klingons yeah. you'd like. <laughs> I'm okay with Again, that. but but but, um, but what if they what if they changed how Klingons behaved and what if they changed their whole uh, hierarchy system and all that kind of stuff? That wouldn't be acceptable, right? That's what I'm talking about. I'm okay with makeup changes. I get that shit changes with technology, but if you now came in and they weren't 
let's say, a warrior race. They were a completely other kind of race. That would be a complete change in canon, right? You wouldn't say, oh, it depends on how they did it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think they would change it that much, but it would depend on what they did, right? So, like, you have something similar to that with the Romulans and the Klingons. Uh, I'm sorry, the Romulans and the, uh, the Vulcans. And so, I think you could just as easily say, like, well, these are these Klingons over here versus these Klingons over here. These peace loving well, like two different versus the warrior. Two different yeah. two different tribes, like Neanderthals and Homo sapiens. We're still humans, but we went off on a different path. Is that what you mean? Yeah. That something like that. Yeah, and I'm okay with that <laughs> if that was actually explained rather than just throwing it at us and so, and I guess all it comes down to, we haven't seen that episode of Strange New Worlds yet. Maybe they do mention something as a throwaway comedy line, just like Wolf does in that episode of uh, Deep Space Nine, which I also I one hundred percent expect it. Yeah. Yeah, especially with the, how how good Strange New Worlds writers have been with making it, I'm not going to say comedy, but certainly having a light-hearted approach to stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. I look forward to it. Yeah. But yeah, the canon discussion is a, is one that we could probably have for a long time, and we're already quite a way into this one. Okay. Moving on to Section 31? Yeah. All right. Section 31, we've got Oscar winner, Michelle Yeoh, she's here to have her revenge. Uh, so I don't know if you guys remember how long it has been. It's been since 2018 that we've been hearing about a Section 31 show. Uh, we were just privileged to get an announcement this past week where um, Paramount Plus, P Plus, as I call them, they're going to have a Section 31 movie, like a movie event. Which I think is kind of a fascinating choice uh there's a part of me that feels like uh paramount plus p plus missed an opportunity because as we all know michelle yo is coming off her hottest year ever right so everything everywhere all at once oscar winner for best picture oscar winner for best actress which she won and so they've kind of lost the opportunity to have a series starring academy award winner michelle yo but we've still got a uh, this movie event coming up. So I guess the first question I have for you all is, are you excited about this, given what you've seen from Discovery? And also, what the fuck took so long? I think the Oscars, what took so long? I think her really? being hot is what reinvigorated Paramount to be like, hey, we should we should go ahead and follow through with what we were doing, even if it's in a shorter format. There's something I'd rather see in a shorter format because, I don't know, I was never a big fan of the section 31 stuff they were doing in the context of discovery season two what about deep space nine i haven't seen deep space nine yet but this would Mm. be very much a discovery spinoff and i'm assuming they would set it around this time of season two showing maybe what her maybe even the return of ash tyler were doing when we weren't seeing them and before she ended up going obviously before she went to the future and then before she went back to the mirror universe or whatever the doorway did for her. Okay. Danny, what do you think? Yeah, I'm not, I I must admit, mate, when I, when that whole um, story was happening, what season of discovery was it where it was introduced and we met the character first time season? So she was head of section 31 in season two, or she was part of section 31 in season two. Yeah, I, I, I found that not, I didn't like that character. I didn't like how she was constantly a, backstabbing and constantly being a bit of a bitch. I, I didn't enjoy that character very much. 
But I'm Jonesy, you just reminded me how they were heavy or sometimes heavy in certain episodes of Deep, Deep Space Nine. I would be more interested in that history and that story than I. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Annoyed me that she was such a bitch all the time. And I'm just like, I, I, I'm not excited about this, unfortunately. I don't care. I'll get the trailer. Maybe you guys tell me a bit more when you start what when you watch the show or the film. But no, this hasn't floated my boat whatsoever. I wasn't wanting this. This is not something I wanted. I hope I'll be pleasantly surprised, but it's not something I wanted. Don't like that character or didn't like that character. Okay. Um, and so for my part, I, I do like Philippa Giorgio, like this kind of conflicted mirror universe character, this person that was basically evil, that we've made less evil uh, as time has gone on. I liked her relationship with Michael Burnham. And so I there's a part of me that, that does not think that that will feature in this feature. So... I'm curious what they will decide to do instead. I, I agree with you, Nick, about Ash Tyler. It'll be interesting because I remember uh, when they first talked about this, like that that was going to be the show. Mm -hmm. uh, it was going to be the two of them. And so um, I, for the vibe that I got from the show, I was hoping that it would be a little bit more Andor-esque. Uh, so mm. a character that wasn't necessarily like they were a little bit dirtier, a little bit grittier yeah. than your typical Star Trek character. And so I thought that that would be more fun. Uh, so we're going to get this. It's going to come from Craig Sweeney serving as the writer and uh, Olatunde Osamuna. Uh, I'm sorry, Osanami. Uh, he's going to direct the film. And these are folks that have worked on Discovery in the past. So Makes I don't sense. think it's going to veer too far from that. Yeah, it does. Uh, just to get back some veterans from the series. So in terms of uh, narrative and visually, I expect it to be the same. And I guess there's a part of me that I, I, I've, I've probably soured a little bit more on Discovery as time has gone on, mm -hmm. mostly because I feel like they have wasted um, some opportunity in some of their um, – where they are in the timeline, right? They mm -hmm. they exist in the future now and they haven't taken the opportunity to use that opportunity to do like just crazy, interesting things. Um, and it feels like really what they were trying to do was just get away from the criticism of them mucking up canon. And so from that perspective, I'm a little worried, um, but I'm also hoping that Michelle Yeoh wouldn't sign up for something that um, was less than stellar. So, you think she was under contract? Um, probably not anymore. For that, the yeah, that kind of option would have gone on. away. Yeah. Well, I, that, that the reason why it made me wonder because you mentioned the fact that she's um, uh, Oscar winner now is that she was under option to play this character again in one way, shape, or form, and Paramount weren't weren't sure if it was going to be a success or not. And now they've they've you know they've uh, They've traded in that marker because they see benefit for yeah. it. I don't think that's <laughs> well, how actor contracts generally work, like that long of being I, locked into something. But she yeah, must have seen know. something in the project, maybe even since the beginning, and been like, "Oh yeah, we're we're still doing that, but I have less time to commit to it." Sure. Let's make a movie. Yeah, yeah. I'm curious. This it's it's fascinating to me that we are going to get a Paramount Plus movie event before we get a wrap up or another film to the Abrams 
flicks. Like yeah. I, that's that's <laughs> hilarious to me. So, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Moving on to some yeah. Stranger Things. All Strange right. New Worlds. <laughs> well, Strange New Worlds. <laughs> did I say Stranger Things? Oh, my God. Yeah, you did. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. Unless you meant that Stranger Things. That was on things. purpose. No, because I we're moving into Stranger Things yeah, in the that, galaxy. Okay. That I did do on purpose. Jesus. <laughs> that worried me for a second. Yeah. yeah. We're moving on to Stranger Things. So, no, no. I told it that time I did. The first time okay. was not on purpose at all. Um, that was just me mishearing Nick. Uh, so we got a trailer drop for Strange New Worlds season two. Uh, looks fantastic. I'm very excited. So we got everybody in the crew back this season. Uh, we're going to see some traditional looking Klingons. We're going to get um, a little bit more Kirk. Not as excited about that. Um, I, and it's weird. It's like you see somebody like Chris Pine and you're like, yeah, that's that's Kirk. Um, he, he just oozes the charisma that I think is Kirk. I don't feel any of that off of, I should have had the actor's name up, um, as I was thinking. And I think part of it, I don't think it's just the writing, but there was this one thing that stuck out to me. There's a scene in the trailer where he's trying to go through a revolving door and she's like, oh, you don't have revolving doors. He's like, I'm from space. It's like, no, 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 no. There is a very specific scene in Star Trek four where he's talking to the doctor and he's like, I'm from Iowa. I only work in space. Right. So like even Mm -hmm. the spirit of the character is missing from this version of him. It's like, I got it. I'm being pedantic and annoying and just incredibly fucking nerdy, but they have revolving doors in Iowa. Like he's a farm boy. I just, that's, that stuck out to me as being strange. Yeah, that's exactly what I was what is- thinking. That it, that it was a gag that didn't didn't seem to fit even in Strange New Worlds. It was oh, okay. What are we having some sort of alternate show where Kirk's a, a bumbling buffoon rather than just a charismatic uh, guy? My favorite tweet about that was someone being like, "He's the best and brightest of Starfleet, and he can't. <laughs> he's one of Starfleet's best ever captains, and he can't use the door." <laughs> Yeah, they there's what's the line from uh even JJ Abrams? He's like, you've got genius level intellect or something like that. Like yeah. they 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 blow this guy up talking about how intelligent he is and it's like revolving. Door. Like your aptitude and test was like thing. above the common off. Yeah. Yeah. Some whatever. I could so, I can see the, the like unless like it looks like a time travel episode. Maybe revolving doors aren't things in Ohio in the twenty third century. Iowa. Iowa, excuse me. And I, I can see him also country. taking that. I could also see. <laughs> uh, yep. Uh, I could also see him, uh, you know, changing that perspective. Like when he's older, like, you know, the movies, they're, ba- they're basically like pining back for like, in one of the movies, at least, they're like, what, would, what life would we have led? Like, none of us are married. Kind of the opposite of the end of Picard. Um, and he's like, well, I just work in space. Whereas, like, young Picard is like, no, dude. I mean, God. Young Kirk's like, no, I'm from space. I don't know. I'm just making excuses. Yeah, don't make excuses. I'm, I'm filling my head cannon with the. But yeah, I'm glad to see that character back. But yeah, I've never liked, I didn't like the performance of that actor as Kirk. And yeah, he seemed really dumb. But I, I always like seeing more Kirk. Yeah, and I think the thing that made me mostly fine with it was the idea that 
that what we were seeing from Kirk was an alternate. It was like a time, not a time travel episode, but I think like sort of alternate. Yeah, it was like an alternate history timeline. I was like, yeah, that's fine. As long as we never see this person again. And uh, here he is. Here he is again. So Paul Wesley is the actor's name. Okay. Yeah. No, doesn't do it for me. Danny, what else? Any any other thoughts? Yeah, the trailer. Yeah, the trailer got me excited. I mean, we didn't we didn't see much about the episodes, which I'm super stoked about. But what we did see was um, some returning characters um, looking like they're having some development. I can't remember the character's name, but the the one that is growing closer and closer with Spock. She's in the medical side of things. Sorry for my example. So I just I don't know whoever the one that's chapel. Yeah, no, that is yeah. Yeah. Um, so I'm enjoying the fact that they're they're leaning into those relationships and that the they're having some fun with the characters again, including that the the great last line where Spock's sitting in the chair. Oh, I'm yeah. just really excited about it. I love it. I just I just think it looks like it's gonna be a whole heap of fun again. I hope they manage to uh pull off the success of last season with every episode being being really good and some just being better than others. Um, so yeah, the, the trailer got me excited. When's the launch date? When's uh, episode one? June fifteenth, June twenty first. Yeah, so not too far like away. Just a couple no. away. That's it's it. our next show. Um, for Trek, I mean, uh, and they didn't show a clip from it. There's an episode I'm very interested in. Um, crossover. Yeah, the crossover with Strange New. I mean, uh, with uh, Lower Decks, Lower which Deck. is actually directed by Jonathan Frakes, in addition to being. And I believe they're going to be animated yeah. still. Like, where it's going to be lower decks crossover with Strange New Worlds, and the lower decks characters are animated. And so uh, there must be a time travel event, too, of some sort for that to happen. And that just sounds like the strangest thing, which is very fitting. That sounds like a strange yeah, so thing the, that Jones was referring to earlier. He's kind of making a little pun his there, too. Comment, <laughs> his planned and scripted comment that he meant to say about strange things. That was totally planned. Um, and so at the very Hi. least on that crossover episode, we're getting Tawny Newsom, who's returning as Beckett Mariner and Jack Quaid, who's coming back yeah. as uh, Brad Boimler. And so there's like the way that it's written. They said that they're joining the USS Enterprise, which the years would be that's going to be exciting. <laughs> yeah. Who cares? Yeah. I think you're right. It'll probably be a time travel episode. Yeah. But it might even be like fun. Deep Space, that Deep Space Nine episode. Only they yeah, the have the crew and stuff together. Yeah. <laughs> They don't have to use old footage. They can just be like, oh, yeah, we've been, you know, lower deckers on the Enterprise for years and we've just never met you guys. <laughs> That's going to be exciting. That's going to be exciting. All right. So Star Trek that forever. Is Star Trek forever. Lower decks forever. Um, lower I'm, decks. I'm sad to see Picard, you know, finally meet its... Um, it's promise at no wall. I was going to say the promise, right? The promise of what the show, like if this had been what the show was going to be the entire time, like I would have been far more excited, but here we are. So like, hold on. I gotta, I gotta do yep. my little here. I've got my little card there and I've got oh, my nice enterprise E right there. Um, before we sign off, I'm really curious. What's, what's you all's favorite Star Trek ship? Enterprise 1701. Which one? Either just the 1701 or the A, because it was just the 1701 in like Strange New Worlds and the original series. Okay. Danny. It's just, I like always say why. It's, like it's skin. It's skinny and sleek. I don't like these fat enterprises. 
Anyway, there you go. <laughs> I agree. Don't be fat. No, no, I, spaceship. no, he's right. Because it's the like D is so big. The original. The, yeah, oh, the D is you. like, that's very 80s. It's very round and very 80s. The E is like, that's okay, big. what if actual military, right? So you like spelted this thing up. Hold on, and hold on, F hold on. Like, did, did we really just let two people say the D is so big? Without yeah. anyone laughing, without any, no. anyone, oh, I was, yeah, I was gonna let it go. I was gonna let it go. I was, I was um, just sitting basking in the glory, assuming you were talking about me. The glory of the D. <laughs> I, I like the F because the F is like, well, what if military? I'm sorry, the E is what if military, and the F is like, well, what if we made the E pregnant? Like, what? Why does it look like that? Um, and that's why I kind of was not a fan of renaming the Titan, uh, the Enterprise, because it's just, I don't like it. I don't like it. I interrupted but, you, Danny. Anyway. What's your favorite ship? It doesn't even have to I be like, an Enterprise, obviously. I like the G. Do you really? Yeah. Why? I'm going to judge you now. Big. I know I like it big. So I, I have no opinion on uh, jokes aside. I have no opinion on my favorite enterprise ship. No, it doesn't have to be any ship. Just Star Trek generally. Yeah, anyone. Oh, I like uh, Millennium Falcon. I like that one. Does that count? You fucker. <laughs> Stranger things have happened. <laughs> I've got two. I've got two. These are my two favorites. So I've got the Defiant over here. Mm. I've got my Enterprise E over here. These are my favorites. All right. That's the show, everybody. So, this boldly show, going. Bring Great of the Podcast, is boldly going. It's also produced by Kyle Malone, who's boldly going. And if you like what you heard, do all the socials, like, rate, comment, subscribe, share. We would definitely appreciate it. Also, LRM Online and the Genreverse Podcast Network, check them out. They've got other great content for you to listen, read, watch, and do all of those things. What are we doing next week? Do we know? I don't know. Do we have a topic? I was going to plug the topic. I don't know what we're doing. But we'll come back anyway, because whatever we're doing, we'll, <laughs> we're, we're going to be having a great time. But other than that, we will catch you on the next one. Hasta lasagna. Don't get any on you.